It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up? I'm John Hansen. Welcome to another edition of Hanson's Hints here at FantasyPoints.com. Recording this puppy once again way too late, 10.41 Eastern p.m., if you must know, on Wednesday, September 20th. But we are in the middle stages of the preparation for the week. But week two in the books, a lot to get to, a lot of thoughts. So that's what this little podcast slash video cast is all about. I mean, we call it Hanson's Hints, and I'm going to go around and, and give you some hints here and go around the league a little bit. But I'll, I'll go in order of uh, the games and the schedule here. And not like I'm going to prepare for this podcast or this video, basically. Um, this is all I'm doing. I worked like 17 hours yesterday on this stuff. So, anywho, uh, let's get into it. By the way, if you're not a subscriber to FantasyPoints.com, uh, you are missing out. People are loving the content. We are loving Fantasy Points data. We just uh, had one of our subscribers win a million dollars on DraftKings in the Millie Maker for week number two. So we're all excited about that. Promo code GURIFIC25. If you'd like to get a subscription to check it out and you can save 25%, which is pretty significant stuff there. So gurific 25 for fantasypoints.com. But before we get into kind of a game by game look, um, I did want to give my thoughts quickly on the Alexander Madison situation now in Minnesota with Cam Akers traded to the Vikings. Now, I've been a little busy tonight um, on Wednesday night. I have not really checked up, checked in on, you know, fantasy Twitter or fantasy X, whatever it's called called now. I don't know what other people are saying about this trade, but for my money, and I am a lifelong Minnesota Vikings fan, um, full disclosure, I think the Vikings have been looking for not necessarily an alternative to Alexander Madison, but reinforcements and they were hoping that Ty Chandler uh, could step up that apparently hasn't been the case he's been okay but certainly not lights out not really outstanding not standing out in any way shape or form and all the other backs on the roster have literally done nothing and offered nothing so I'm not surprised that the Vikings traded for Cam Akers but I do think it's a real problem for Alexander Madison again you know, just kind of reading between the lines of everything. You know, for example, I had a conversation with Paul Allen, the play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Vikings, right when training camp kicked off. Actually, it was during the preseason. It was merely hours after he called the first preseason game. And, you know, he told me he had Ty Chandler on his team in fantasy. He actually picked him up. It may have been a dynasty league. But, you know, he saw the writing on the wall, too, and, uh, anyone close to the Vikings knows that, yes, they did pay Alexander Madison a little bit. It was kind of an alternative to paying Dalvin Cook, of course. You know, it wasn't that big of a contract to where now they're, you know, they got to justify that 
Alexander Madison contract. No, I think Kevin O'Connell and the entire organization, look, they're all 0-2. The fan base is, you know, pretty used to winning, coming off a division title last year. You know, and the writing's on the wall also with Kirk Cousins in the final of year's deal. They're, they're looking to win games, and they're going to win games by using their best players. And I truly do believe that Cam Akers is more talented than Alexander Madison. Now, we don't know exactly will he put his best foot forward, but I will say this. If Cam Akers is at or near his best, he's better than Alexander Madison. He's got probably more versatility. He's got more pop. He's got more wiggle. He's got more home run speed. He's better. He's a better player. And I would not be shocked at all if Cam Akers kind of took over in this backfield. And you're looking for, you know, you're looking at a Minnesota Viking team that's pretty darn loaded on offense. Kirk Cousins is Mr. Reliable when you really look at it, comparing him to the rest of the field over the last five years, you'd be hard pressed to find a more consistent and reliable quarterback than Kirk Cousins. You know, the offensive line is pretty good. I mean, it's okay. Let's say it's slightly above average should be better. And you do have a lot of weapons there in the passing attack. So it is a very, very good environment for cam Akers. Now, again, I don't know what exactly is up with Cam Akers, but I will say this. Sean McVay comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, basically cut his teeth with Kyle there. And Kyle is pretty darn hard on players. If you get on his shit list, you might be effed. Uh, Just ask Dante Pettis, who was shipped out of town um, and others. Trey Sermon landed on the hot seat there and, Goodbye. So maybe Sean McVay is a little bit of a hard ass with some of these guys, a little bit of a personality conflict. There's no doubt. And all the data that Fantasy Points data has, is I did all these videos, check our feed on Cam Akers in the summer where I'm spitting out all this very, very positive data. I know it was against some mediocre run defenses, namely the Seattle Seahawks, but they are professionals in the National Football League. And I thought Cam Akers... A, did very well, of course, but I thought he looked good. I thought he passed my eyeball test. So, once again, this is why I listed Cam Akers yesterday on Tuesday afternoon in my weekly Players to Trade and Trade For article at FantasyPoints.com. I listed Cam Akers like, oh, yeah, trade for him because, A, you know, he's – well, basically he's going to be moved. And A, he's going to be moved, and B, it's going to be an upgrade. I don't care where he goes at that point. You know, this is yesterday. It's going to be an upgrade because the Rams were done with him. Sean McVay is done with him. He seems to be pretty fickle with his running backs. Um, And not only is it an upgrade, it's a really good upgrade there in Minnesota. Again, Barring uh, short of going to a team that just suffered a devastating injury like the Cleveland Browns, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better landing spot here for Cam Akers in the final year of his rookie deal. The Vikings are kind of going for broke in the final year with Kirk Cousins, and Cam Akers is going for broke. Like, give me the ball. Let me show something here. Maybe get a nice little two-year contract here in the final year of his rookie deal this year. So 
Um, upgrade for the Vikings and bad news for Ty Chandler. You can drop them everywhere. I would say you can drop them everywhere. Be decisive about it. You know, opportunity is fleeting in the National Football League. I, I like that kid as a low-end guy, like seventh rounder type of a guy. Didn't happen. He's got some pop, but, you know, always a lot of moving parts. Uh, always a lot of reasons why guys excel, excel or fail. Now, speaking of devastating knee injuries, uh, let me address real quick the uh, Kareem Hunt news. They're signing with the Cleveland Browns. No one is shocked by this. Now, one of the reasons he wasn't signed already was apparently he was his agent was asking for a little bit too much money, uh, waiting for basically something like this. And, of course, lo and behold, his hometown Browns and his boy Nick Chubb goes down. He certainly knows the offense. But Kevin Stefanski was pretty clear that Jerome Ford is still the primary back, the number one back, the top back, however you want to classify it. Kareem Hunt, you know, he does give them a little bit more uh, of a thumper uh, downhill, a little bit more pop and some versatility. But I think he's going to be a little bit of a role player. It's certainly not the greatest news for Jerome Ford, but, you know, I think we're still okay with Jerome Ford as a, let's call him a low-end RB2, you know, a guy who should be ranked in the upper 20s most weeks. Of course, not this week necessarily because that is a tough matchup as we move on to some of the other storylines here heading into week number three. Well, for the Giants and the 49ers, of course, no Saquon Barkley. I really would avoid uh, that giant backfield if at all possible. I think Daniel Jones will run a lot himself in lieu of uh, having Mr. Barkley. Uh, certainly good news on the Barkley front that, you know, it's not a real, real serious injury. I mean, hell, I mean, seems like Austin Eckler has more of a deal, a scary deal than uh, Saquon Barkley. I haven't checked on Eckler news uh, tonight here on Wednesday night, but, you know, he did not seem very confident early in the week last week that he was going to play our guy, Adam Kaplan. Um, he must have had some information. I didn't even get it from him. We'll talk to him on the live stream uh, tomorrow, uh, which will be Thursday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it will be today, uh, September 21st. We'll talk with Adam Kaplan about this, but he seemed pretty definitive like last Thursday that Eckler wasn't playing, and certainly he's right. He was right. Could it be a high ankle sprain? Could it be something else going on there? Um, I'm also going to talk with Dr. Mark Addix tomorrow. Uh, if you're watching this, it would be today. Uh, just gathering up all the information here. But uh, the Eckler situation, not good. Barkley, not good. Uh, I would not really want to touch, honestly, anyone on the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones, I think they have 17 a week. He will have to run. You know, I have a decision, Daniel Jones or Matt Stafford. I'm really trying to balance it out. And I'll probably go Jones because while, yeah, it could – Lay an egg without Barkley. I mean, Waller did look good last week. Jones did look good. Niners were, you know, Niner defense wasn't a shutdown D last week. And, you know, again, Daniel Jones will run. So maybe he's both the safe and the upside play, honestly. Like, just, just give me 15 points, man. I'll take 15 from you, Danny. And, you know, I think he'll probably run for about five, you know. And if he scores, obviously a lot more than that. For the Niners, 
I am recording this on Wednesday night. I have a little thing called the Thursday night special. Uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, you probably picked up on the fact that it was DeAndre Swift as the Thursday night special. I, I am going to sleep on it officially because this is a terrible game to pick a low end sleeper. That's the whole deal. The Thursday night special people seem to confuse it. Like that. I'm guaranteeing someone's going to go off. No, no, no. It's a non obvious guy. So it's even harder than going with obvious guys. But the guy I'm actually thinking about is Elijah Mitchell because Kyle Shanahan, like a dummy, played Christian McCaffrey, what was it, 100% of the snaps last week? That's not wise. Uh, if you want to keep McCaffrey fresh and healthy, obviously. And wouldn't it be a perfect week, a short week, to give your former starter, by the way, Elijah Mitchell, uh, some run here? Now, this is just DFS long shot flyer, maybe a prop. Um, actually, I haven't even looked at the prop on Elijah Mitchell yet. I could do it while I'm doing this podcast. But, you know, that that's my thought there. I've got to, you know, put a little bit more thought into it, but it would make a lot of sense. You know, it's, and it's also kind of like the blowout reach deal where, you know, the team is winning handily. So they bench their starter, basically, and put in the number two guy, and that could be Elijah Mitchell. That used to be a thing. I'm telling you, I put my first son through college with that damn thing, uh, like in the 2000s, but that has dried up. But let me real quick take a look here at Elijah Mitchell, if it's even up there on the board, uh, because that would be pretty darn interesting. Uh, see, oh, Here it is. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I'm going to do this right here. Elijah Mitchell, uh, total rushing yards over 28.5. I mean, come on. I know it's risky. It is a little risky. But, you know, the giant run D and their D overall, is it's not that great. Um, so I think we're looking at potentially a, a real long shot dude coming through here if he scores, Elijah Mitchell. So there's a little Thursday night special nugget. Hopefully you're listening to this before the Thursday night game is played. If you're listening to this after the game and Elijah Mitchell doesn't do crap, well, just note that this was a, uh, like I said, a long shot flyer. Let's move on quickly around the league here, give you some hints uh, to basically back up and uh, fulfill the name of this podcast slash video cast. Hanson Sins here at fantasypoints.com. Gurific25, promo code for 25% off if you're not a subscriber. Uh, Indy Colts and Baltimore Ravens. Um, we'll see about Anthony Richardson. My guy, Josh Downs, looks like he's emerging quickly as a pretty active uh, target underneath for Anthony Richardson. Great kid, great dude. I also did like Alec Pierce, but that that's just not happening right now. Maybe later, but he's a volatile guy, which I said all summer. He's going to be their shot play guy. There, There's nothing to, to see there. Um, Anthony Richardson is actually... Uh, you know, checking the ball down, feeding Pittman and my guy Josh Downs. Also, Dynasty Alert, I'm telling you, Will Mallory, tight end out of the U. What do you have, two catches in week two for 40? You know, can we stop with Jelani Woods, Mo Alley Cox, and especially Colin Granson? Just stop. Let's go Will Mallory. This kid can run. I uh, set up an interview with him at the Combine. It's like talking to a 36-year-old man. Uh, very mature dude, uh, love me some Will Mallory. And didn't take him long to uh, make an impact there. I mean, Will 
Jelani Woods eclipsed 40 yards receiving all year. I know he's hurt right now, but I don't know. That's a good question there. So pick him up. I actually did in – I'm only in two uh, dynasty leagues, and I picked him up today, actually. Uh, Tennessee-Cleveland, I think we addressed um, the Jerome Ford situation. Now, I will say one thing about the Browns and their offense – I was ready to take a big fat L on David Njoku. I, I knew he was kind of either was going to pop or it wasn't in terms of like, you know, like, sure, he'll catch two, three balls for 27 yards minimum. Great. But, you know, whether or not he was, I thought he was a chance that it would kind of come together and he would get the touchdowns. I mean, the reports were unbelievable all summer. Uh, he does click pretty well with Watson. You know, maybe part of the problem is Watson stinks. But with Nick Chubb down, I really do believe that, well, they're not going to have to throw the ball more a little bit. So I do think that low-key here, maybe David Njoku, it almost forces them in lieu of a Nick Chubb run, which are pretty darn explosive in their own right. Maybe this injury almost forces them and Watson to look a little bit more for Njoku. So that's just a thought there. Uh, kind of a low-key winner, uh, potentially, there in Cleveland. But, you know, I, I've about had it with Elijah Moore. You know, as I tweeted this week, the concept of Elijah Moore is always so, so much better than the actual reality of Elijah Moore. I would I would love to know how much of it is on him, certainly – uh, well below 50% because he can't throw to himself. But, I mean, this is frustrating. Some of these dudes this year are a little frustrating. Uh, we'll see about my guy Sky Moore. But, you know, I, I said last week about Sky Moore that it, it just didn't compute to me because I'm like, you know, in my 30-year history, I do not think I stayed on and backed a guy this unproductive like ever. And, of course, lo and behold, Sky Moore scores the next game and catches a 54-yarder to seal it, which was a great sign. We're not out of the woods there with Sky Moore. Incremental progress is the way I look at it. I actually did predict that, uh, by the way. I, I said uh, on SiriusXM, and I didn't say it loudly because I didn't want, you know, 100 people to tweet me tell me I was a moron, but um, I did say, you know what? I wouldn't really be surprised if, you know, like, he, he, he scraps together a good game in week two, like, you know, scores, you know, catches a couple of balls. Basically, that's what happened. Uh, but, yeah, Elijah Moore is now the new guy potentially of, like, I'm sorry, but I have never backed a guy who is, A, this good, and be this unproductive. Now, Kyle Pitts is uh, giving him a run for the money, but I didn't like Kyle Pitts last year in the third round. I was like, no, no, that's a bit much. Did like him this year, though, in the sixth round, and here we go again. I mean, there is absolutely no end in sight with Kyle Pitts. I really do want to cut him just for spite. I almost did, honestly, in a league, just to prove I can win without him. You know, like put myself in a precarious situation – and and hopefully, you know, that brings out some fantasy greatness in me, basically. Like, you know, just just drop me in a parachute and nom, you know, and let's see how I fare. But I didn't opt for it. I, I kept him around. But, it, you know, again, I, I do not see any any end in sight. 
Um, moving on uh, to the Kyle Pitts problem. Moving on, New Orleans Saints, Kendry Miller should not be uh, on your waiver wire. Absolutely pick him up because, uh, boy, it's not happening for Jamal Williams. You know, I kind of joked last year when he scored 17 touchdowns. I was like, congratulations to Jamal Williams. 17 touchdowns. Dude scoring four next year. He might not even get four uh, at this rate. Uh, Got hurt with that hamstring. And Kendra Miller apparently is good to go, ready to go, going to practice all week. Um, Definitely made five, six, seven good plays uh, thus far in the early in the career, including the preseason can catch the ball. They, they certainly need help, at least this week, uh, against Green Bay. And speaking of Green Bay, oh, boy, they need Aaron Jones back in the worst way because the offense is – now, Jordan Love did throw, you know, a bunch of touchdowns again. But, man, A.J. Dillon is brutal. Like, I mean, there is absolutely no speed whatsoever. So you're, you're not able to stretch defenses horizontally at all. Aaron Jones – has the speed to the perimeter, is a big time threat. You got to, you know, cover every blade of grass on the field almost when you got Aaron Jones back there. Not with AJ Dillon. It's just like this little runway here. I mean, it's unbelievably bad. Uh, but we kind of knew this about AJ Dillon. It's just like Aaron Jones, if you're going to get hurt, please do it in December when it's four. Uh, because uh, AJ Dillon, when it's four, he's in. That's your guy. Uh, when it's 84, eh, no, no. A.J. Dillon is literally in slow motion in the month of September. Moving on here, um, Houston and Jacksonville. We did call that Christian Kirk uh, bounce back. I know I believe Scott Barrett did or DFS guys, but I, if you read, read my column, actually I listed Christian Kirk as a player to trade for last week um, in the trade and trade for article. Then I also talked him up a little bit in this matchup uh so there you go uh you know let's not panic over week number one uh although how about trevor lawrence is a buy low um there are some data points that i was looking into like man he's really bad right now so what does that mean oh can only go up so i listed trevor lawrence as a player to trade for boy we are just ripping through uh some serious hintage here uh 22 minutes into uh the podcast it is getting very late, though. Um, I'm going to try and barrel through and get to as many individual tips that I can. The Denver Broncos and the Miami Dolphins, you know, not much here. Um, Judy disappointed me a little bit last week. I, I probably had two uh, high expectations there. Um, I, I do think he'll be pretty good shape. I actually like uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, in this matchup, though, I think Judy's going to see a lot of Xavier Howard. That could be a little bit of a problem. Uh, use Raheem Mostert while you can. Um, yeah, not much else there. Russell Wilson, I mean, he's probably going to be, you know, top 15 guy this year. It'll be ugly, though, I, I really think. Um, uh, a lot of running involved. He is running a little bit more this year. Chargers, Vikings, I talked about Cam Akers there at the top. We'll see about. Austin Eckler, um, not great, not a great vibe there. And Joshua Kelly should do a lot better this week against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, looking good. Uh, Patriots, Jets, you know, not a fantasy game here. Uh, Hunter Henry, though, that's how you do it against the Jets. It's got to be a tight end. 
Uh, I am worried about Ramondre. Like, if you take away some garbage targets that he got in week one, oh, boy. I mean, again, I looked at all the data points at Fantasy Points Data for Ramondre Stevenson, and a little, a little scary here. I mean, we only have two games in, but I had a bad vibe on Ramondre all off season. I just would like to see him run well. I, I just don't know if this O-line's very good. I almost feel like he's already robbed of some of the juice that he had uh, last year. So, you know, keep an eye on that one. I would not be opposed to selling, but be careful. I could be wrong. And maybe, you know, he was sick last week. Maybe he needs to round in a form, but keep an eye on Ramondre. Do not be, I'm not afraid to, to sell uh, Ramondre Stevenson. You know, Zeke Elliott, going to be a factor. He's going to be a little bit of a thorn in the side. Uh, for the Jets, I mean, speaking of thorns and sides, this Nate Hackett situation, if we have an issue with him not giving Brees Hall the ball, my head may explode. I may have to stop doing this podcast, but. Also, the Garrett Wilson thing, I was like, sell, sell. One play, got to give him credit, he's a stud, but, I mean, that was basically a coverage bust. You know, somebody didn't do their job on that one, and that was a little too easy. What did he do otherwise? He caught, like, one of, uh, like, seven or eight targets for, like, eight yards. It was not good. Neither was Zach Wilson. So I'm still very worried about um, Garrett Wilson. Um, No longer worried about... Um, some good news here for hopefully subscribers who, uh, you know, listen to a lot of stuff that I did. Um, Gabe Davis looking good, man, really looking good. The body language is, is tight. You can see it. He is much more confident catching the ball, moving better. It's obvious. We did not get Gabe Davis wrong last year. The injury was the problem. It's already, I think, a sealed deal, done deal. Hopefully he can avoid further injury and another injury and ball out for, you know, all year. Uh, But we are looking good with one Gabriel Davis in the final year of his rookie contract. Hey, look, Dalton Kincaid looks pretty good. Uh, A little bit better than I thought. Um, Hasn't been impactful, but he's definitely been involved. But there's very little at wide receiver two. Uh, Khalil Shakir out there making a play last week. I thought Trent Shurfield was going to be a factor. I'm not sure what's up with that, but you know, Deontay Hardy, they just, they just do not here. I'm sweating already on these hot lights. They do not, um, have a number three receiver of note, obviously. And that really helps Gabe Davis. I know they have two tight ends, but still Gabe Davis, big time threat on the outside there. And then Brian Robinson was just, all over my draft plan article. And, you know, I was a little worried about it because it was a little boring. I'm like, eh, I mean, but this is why a lot of my stuff and rankings go off of the projections because I knew, hell, I talked to Ron Rivera myself in in June. I knew that they were going to obviously run the ball. I knew he was going to be a factor in the passing game. I knew by being previously incorrect about Antonio Gibson that, he was not the man for the job. I mean, I don't know what people were missing with Brian Robinson. You know, it's no not dissimilar to Rashad White, who at least was going around 80 overall. Robinson wasn't going to like 110 or something, but it's looking good. Now, he's not going to score two touchdowns every week, but I'll you know, see him Howell playing better than I thought. It's looking really good for Brian Robinson to keep this up. 
Carolina, Seattle, I would be interested in buying low on Zach Charbonnet. Ken Walker's very talented, gets hurt a lot, but man, he's a bouncer. Ken, the bouncer walker. So he was out there bouncing last week. He can make brilliant plays, but he can also look really bad. Uh, so there's a tip there. There's a hint here in the Hanson's Hints podcast. Dallas Cowboys and uh, Cardinals. Cowboys are good. You don't you don't need any help there. Uh, Deuce Vaughn may actually hold a little value, get you like six points a game PPR. Uh, but I think I got to tell you, Josh Dobbs really threw the ball well uh, last week. I mean, if this continues, it would be shocking. But maybe Josh Dobbs is just a late bloomer. Uh, because he looked like a QB one out there last week, like a professional quarterback. My guy, Michael Wilson, the rookie receiver out of Stanford, looked good on a couple of plays. Zach Ertz out there looks like Zach Ertz. Trey McBride made a couple of plays, looked good. James Conner, I mean, the whole line's not very good, but on the very low end, he he does have a little bit of rushing upside there. I mean, Josh Jobs may actually be a thing. Bears, Chiefs. I talked about Sky Moore. Look, the problem with Sky Moore right now is, man, I call it a super spreader offense. We need to consolidate a little bit. I will say, though, that I do – my gut has been right about Sky this year, believe it or not. Horrible, dreadful vibe, even though I went with him for the Thursday night special, but I was committed to it when Travis Kelsey was ruled out. Felt way, 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 way better in week two. Certainly didn't say go start Sky Moore, uh, but I did feel better about it with, with just with Kelsey back. Now he scored, and I did say that he. I, I think he'll get like a touchdown and maybe a catch or two, like in the very, very near future, um, which he did. So my gut here is that with this beautiful matchup, the Bears are in disarray. Maybe we get them going a little bit, feed them with a little bit of volume. So I'm kind of feeling like a five catch for like 70 game where he maybe bust one, you know, run after the catch on one, maybe doesn't score, but another rock solid uh, showing. We just want some incremental progress there. And I think we're going to get it. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, we, we've said enough about it. Here's the thing though. They have not been playing them like they played them last year, having them, you know, design runs, throwing the run, all that. They're probably going to, they flipped the switch. Then all of a sudden he was a juggernaut. Fields today talking about it. Kind of threw the coach under the bus a little bit. Then he, you know, backtracked and clarified. But bottom line is watch him come out there and run a lot in this game. Now, may not go anywhere. Chief defense is really good early on, but Justin Fields will run. No question about it. Steelers, Raiders, Kenny Pickett is bizarre to me um i was feeling very good about his ascension loved him as a pick it's kind of a throwaway pick let's be honest and that's always part of the analysis you know maybe i got a little too excited about kenny pickett okay but i got excited because i'm seeing something oh whoa whoa look at all the weapons you know at 140 overall you know like in the 13th round like a great roi so I think every every call like that should be graded in that regard. Like, don't compare, you know, oh, you love Pickett to, oh, you loved Burrow. Like, that is a much higher stake 
take, if you will, um, in, in a lot of ways, because I mean, both number one picks, obviously Burrow was the number one pick. Uh, what was Pickett? The, uh, I guess he fell a little bit, but you know, if I say I love Burrow in the fifth, I mean, that, that is a lot more ballsy, I guess, uh, risky, uh, than saying I love Pickett in the 14th. Again, you could just, it's a, almost a throwaway pick, but the bottom line is it is not going well. It is not going to plan. And I see no end in sight. So that's why I was saying, you know, I'd be okay trading uh, George Pickens. I don't know what's up. Maybe something personally, or maybe he is um, just overwhelmed and just the scheme is just such a bad fit that it's really causing him to regress or he's just freaking out internally about it. Or last year was a mirage and he's not as good as some thought like me and he's like a playground guy, doesn't see the field all that well, so doesn't really play well within structure in terms of progression reading, so he's a playground guy. I mean, that is probably the most likely outcome if this goes poorly, but it is going poorly. And I mean, I've already apologized for wasting time on Kenny Pickett because this, this is a pretty surreal start to his sophomore campaign. Well, you know, also to that little sophomore slump and, you know, there are a lot of moving parts to it, but bottom line is, I just don't see Kenny Pickett coming remotely close already to, you know, my lofty expectations. I did have, I think I had him thrown 25 touchdowns. Boy. I mean, I don't think he's hitting 20 uh, this year at this pace uh, quickly moving on here. I talked about K makers and the Rams, Kyron Williams, absolutely positively in business. Rashad white, very promising week too. We got to keep getting, getting him the ball. Uh, in the passing attack that should happen against the Eagles this week. And then Bengals, boy, I don't don't know what Joe Burrow. Um, I don't have a hint there other than maybe go to church and light a candle. That is going to wrap up this edition, this week's edition of Hanson's Hints for week number three here at fantasypoints.com. Like and subscribe. Keep uh, consuming all the content here on the socials, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.